Every week I like to tell you that the Bible is about 25 or 35 percent prophecy, and that's why we have these prophecy updates. We think that we should uh, you know, talk about what God wants us to talk about. The prophecies in the Bible, 100 percent accurate. There's much in Bible prophecy that's yet to be fulfilled. For example, beginning in chapter 6, everything in the book of the Revelation is future. None of that has been fulfilled. We're futurists. We believe that these yet-to-be-fulfilled prophecies will be fulfilled in a physical, literal, global, apocalyptic context. It makes sense that things would be moving in the direction that the prophecies predict. Biometrics, artificial intelligence, cashless commerce, the manipulation of human DNA, global government, the exponential growth of human knowledge, the rebirth of the nation Israel in her ancient homeland, these are all phenomena the Bible predicts that will be hot topics in the end times. I always give two disclaimers. First, we're careful to use recognized, reliable sources for our news. Sensationalism about the future is detrimental. Uh, if you spend even a few minutes on YouTube, you'll see there's just a lot of, um, a lot of sad speculation about dates and times and when Jesus is going to come back and all. Uh, and it just... Uh, it puts people off, and they, they decide they don't want to study prophecy, and that's really sad. And we're not saying the things we report are the fulfillment of prophecy. We're saying that they are the things you'd expect to be happening in a build-up to the seven-year Great Tribulation. The Bible predicts there will be a one-world government or a global government, we might say. World leaders are serious about getting the nations of the world to surrender their sovereignty to a central governing group. This is a big push in uh, the world today. Christians have long been accused of being conspiracy theorists for saying such things, but recently, uh, and I might even say suddenly, powerful groups of wealthy influencers and government officials and tech giants have come out of the closet with radical global agendas. Uh, I discovered a new group with a global agenda this week. It, it was new to me. It's been around since 2005. Maybe you've heard of it. It is called the C40 Cities. On their website, they describe themselves saying, C40 is a global network of nearly 100 mayors of the world's leading cities that are united in action to control and confront the climate crisis. U.S. cities listed as members currently are Austin, Boston, uh, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philadelphia, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., Seattle, and Riverdale. <laughs> hey, got to have representation in the valley. Now, uh, I had to make you laugh because this, is, this is gets serious from here. It says, a sampling of their ambitious goals to reach by the year 2030. So that's right around the corner the way I reckon time, right? Yesterday I was only 56 and now I'm 68 years old. I don't know how that happened, but anyway... So here's, here's what they want to do by 2030. These are major cities around the world, uh, and they call themselves C40 because they started with 40 cities. Now there's over 100, but they don't want to change their letterhead. Uh, and so uh, anyway, here, they, here it goes. Ready? Zero meat consumption, zero dairy consumption, three new clothing items per person per year, zero private ownership of vehicles. These are real mayors in real cities who are pushing this agenda, and everybody is okay with it. 
Now, we've talked about the World Economic Forum before. They produced a video, eight predictions for the world in 2030. 2030 is a big year, I guess, for these people. And so eight predictions for the world. What I'm going to read to you is just verbatim from their video. I'm not, no comment. So number one, you will own nothing and be happy. You will own nothing and be happy. But anyway, uh, whatever you want, you're going to rent and it will be delivered to you by drone. The U.S. won't be the world's leading superpower. A handful of countries will dominate. You won't die waiting for an organ donor. We'll print new ones instead. You will eat much less meat. It will be an occasional treat, not a staple. A billion people will be displaced by climate change. We will have to do a better job of welcoming and integrating refugees. Polluters will have to pay to emit carbon dioxide. There will be a global price on carbon. This will make fossil fuels history. You could be preparing to go to Mars. Scientists will have worked out how to keep you healthy in space. Western values will have been tested to the breaking point. Checks and balances that underpin democracy must not be forgotten. So democracy is going to break. Uh, it's almost there now. And um, what we'll go to next is I should have put in here some of the articles I read this week about how people don't want to have elections anymore. I talked about that a little bit last week. There's a lot of groups now saying we don't need elections because everybody knows what's going to happen anyway, so let's just predict who's going to win and, and install them. And so this is a hard push for global government at the local level, at the national level, at the world level. Over 2,000 years ago, an aging disciple of Jesus, exiled for his faith, predicted the government in the last days before the return of Jesus would be global, and that's where we see it headed, uh, kind of in a runaway stage, really. And so, as I say, we're witnessing what we like to call the stage setting for the seven-year time of Jacob's trouble, commonly called the Great Tribulation, that's described in the last book of the Bible. And we like to point out that we will not be on the earth during that terrible time of Jacob's trouble. In the Revelation, Jesus wrote, I also will keep you from the hour of trial, which will come upon the whole world, to test those who dwell on the earth. And we believe the Lord was addressing the entire church throughout the church age in that statement. He's going to keep us from, meaning totally out of, the future worldwide tribulation. He's going to do it by coming back for the church. He's going to resurrect the dead in Christ. And then he's going to rapture or translate living believers into our glorified bodies and we'll be caught up to heaven with him. Are you ready for the rapture? If not, get ready, stay ready, keep looking up. Ready or not, Jesus is coming.